Some habits seem so hard to break. I've been struggling with one in particular and have put a lot of effort into trying to develop willpower. I've definitely gotten better at resisting, but I have bad days sometimes. Willpower is good. It's useful. It's kind of like being able to put on the brakes and brakes are useful. You have them on your vehicle for a reason. You have them on your bike for a reason. If you're walking, you have the ability to go to cross a road and then stop and pull back a little bit. And that's rather useful. However, willpower isn't the only game in town. And that's the important point when thinking about habits and how they function. Because what you would instinctively know to do while driving, to use that example, is before or as you use the brakes, you would also let off on the accelerator. You wouldn't keep accelerating while braking at the same time. You know, you get that that wouldn't make any sense. So I think willpower is fabulous, but we want to use it as little as possible. We want it to be a kind of further line of defense a little bit down the road. But earlier on, we have other measures that mean that we don't have to spend too much willpower. So we still have willpower. We may well need it. We may not. But if we do need it, we have a good, plentiful reserve of it. Because otherwise, if we're wearing out our brake pads by keeping constant acceleration going, well, then we're not going to have much brakes left when we need them. They're going to be so worn out. So that's, I think, the difficulty that emerges here. So what is there then other than willpower? What are those earlier measures that we might consider that, that, that could be helpful? And a lot of this has to do with environment and the context we're in to begin with. So, you know, you can think of very simple examples of this. Think of one of the old-fashioned cartoons where, you know, one of the characters or one of the local animals is looking at the pie out on the windowsill and the fragrance of the freshly baked pie is drifting towards them. They're breathing in the aroma. They're clearly very hungry. So, of course, in that kind of moment, it's going to be so much harder to exercise willpower. And even if you can exercise it, if you continue to have to exercise it, it's going to be challenging. So there are a number of, of options here. One is to ensure that we're looking after ourselves appropriately so we don't have those strong cravings to begin with. You know, so if we're, you know, this is a good example comes up with being healthy. If we think, oh, maybe my diet isn't that healthy, and then what we end up doing is kind of avoiding food altogether, but then maybe it backfires and we get extra hungry. So then when there is something that maybe isn't the best choice, we just are hungry to begin with. So it takes even more willpower to resist it. So that could be a bit of a problem. That wouldn't be helpful. So considering what are the ways that you can look after yourself that are healthy and that are to your choosing so that you're not really going to be in the situation where you are desperately drawn to whatever the thing is that you're drawn to. So you hopefully then don't need as much willpower to fight it to begin with. A bit of prevention rather than cure can be useful there. Another consideration is just how you're structuring your environment. So again, we can use a driving example here. 
A lot of the time when we travel to another part of the world where they drive on the opposite side of the road, we can be a bit concerned about that if we haven't done it before. Like, my God, it's the opposite. That doesn't sound comfortable. And it can be a little bit strange. But I remember when I first did that, when I was used to driving on the left-hand side of the road in Ireland, and then I think it was the States was the first time where I drove on the other side of the road, on the right-hand side of the road. And while it is true that it is a bit different, one of the things I noticed, and this isn't true of all roads, but, but for many roads, particularly near the airport in the States where I started driving on the opposite side for the first time, is that there's a kind of a momentum to it. And all the structures are set up that way. So you kind of get brought along with the flow of traffic. And particularly on bigger roads, very often, both sides of the road are separated anyway. There's a barrier between them. So it's not as much of an issue. The turns, again, you see what other people are doing. The roads are labeled a certain way and you run into that flow. Now, there are moments where it's not that easy and you do get a little bit confused, but you know, gradually your mind switches over and then it's not so bad. So I think something very similar uh, happens with habits as well. And a useful consideration is, how can you structure your day your environment, the people you spend time with, any of these things, how can you optimize them in a way that actually would make it harder for you to go against what you want to be the case? So in other words, you don't need to be a hero fighting a battle of will at every moment through the day. Like the cartoon example, a fragrant pie is there and you're spending your whole day in front of that pie, hungry, with nothing but the pie in front of you, trying not to yield to temptation. That's probably more work than some of the most highly developed people in personal development with many years of meditative practice could, could manage. You know, it, it's, it's more effort than is needed because at core, needs from, come from a good place. At core, needs are there because we need to maintain ourselves emotionally, socially, physically. We have a variety of needs, so they tend to at core come from a good place. Now, they can get switched and transmuted and sometimes they find targets that aren't so healthy you know we can have a, a good intention but find a bad habit to meet it with so it doesn't really serve us well in, a, in an overall balanced way so that is definitely true but i think it's nice to start from that point of self-compassion and say well how can i look after myself so i'm essentially immunized from the need to yield to those old temptations to begin with how can I optimize my environment in such a way that I'm not constantly surrounded by temptation, that I'm doing other things maybe that are meeting those needs in a more satisfying way? And also, you can practice the muscle of willpower as well. And willpower is like a muscle. You can practice, literally, you're about to do something, then you stop and pull back, take a mindful moment and just breathe. That's very useful to practice. So if you're getting good breaks, but then also you're doing less accelerating. You don't need the brakes as much. So that willpower is there when you need it, but it's there more just as a standby by option. You use it if you need to as a standby, but you're not relying on it. You're already in a better place to begin with. So do you have any experiences yourself in trying to manage uh, habits? And do you tend to do it in the last moment by jamming on the brakes and using willpower or have you found good ways to kind of set things up 
And of course, there's lots of specific examples here. It might be healthy eating. It may be um, addiction of, of various descriptions, um, chemical or otherwise. It might be just habits that we have that we're trying to break out of things that we do or things that we don't do. Do share them in the comments. Interested to hear what your experience is. If you found this valuable, do like, subscribe and share. And what's your experience? Do you have any questions or topic suggestions? You can contribute in the comments, on social media using hashtag BodyMindSelf or on JFL.com.